This is the Becoming Truth podcast with Conscious Channel Jean Christian, words of inspirational guidance for an awakening humanity. itself. When much of what we do in life is taken away, we're left with a void of self. What am I without my tasks, my usual activities and engagements? This episode guides us to see these times with awareness. The naked self is the purest self. When you take all the clothing off of your body, you see the most direct reflection of your form and of you. You see your beautiful lines, your blemishes. You see undisguised, uncovered, what you've created what you are. The clothing you choose is a creation, an artistic creation, a defensive creation, a self-honoring or a self-denying creation. Many put on clothes simply to stay warm and walk out the door. A functional creation. And others become very, very careful about the clothing they put on before walking out the door so that they can be read and understood in a certain way. And by all those eyes, all those mirrors, They put on the clothing that matches what they're walking into, to be part of it, to look like part of it, to feel like it, to be accepted, and to have the first line of acceptance and definition already there by the clothing they wear. There is so much subtlety to how we interface with our lives and how we create and define ourselves. So much subtlety that most of it passes unthought of. Clothing is one of the first most obvious. The only time we don't pay attention to that, when we remove our clothing, is when we are disappearing into sleep, into the hiddenness of the blankets of our own inner realm. The nakedness of self. The naked self is the theme for this receiving today. And this comes from, again, 
conversations with clients, with people that are floundering with their lives because of this pandemic and how much has been taken away from them. Their jobs, their livelihoods, their habits, and their usual ways of interfacing with their lives. For some, I hear that it makes not much difference. They live in lives of isolation already. They live in smaller circles of interactions. And for others, it's enormous. A shocking surprise of emotion and of feeling when it's not there. as though they are found naked in their lives. This isn't to say that that clothing that you put on before walking out the door that was well chosen and beautiful to match the setting you were walking into is wrong. It is part of the human creativity and self-shaping. Self is the way of learning of this world. It's the way we are in this world. We create a self. A self arises right from infancy forward and takes shape in order to be in this world, in order to learn in this lifetime. And right off from infancy, from awakened childhood, we'll say, clothing is important. There isn't anything wrong, and we're not pointing at wrongness. We're just pointing at the challenge of when things change suddenly, and we fall into confusion, depression, anxiety, the void. Who am I? Who am I now? Who am I when that's taken away? when there isn't even anything to walk out the door for. And everything I did to create a sense of self and purpose and validity in this life has changed. How to use this time with awareness. Every time something arises in life, in the small way of a personal life, in the huge ways of community life or world life. For a start, it is to open the eyes and the mind to the thought. Something is being presented here as an opportunity. Something very powerful is being offered here for awareness both to myself to this community, to this world. Being awake to taking advantage of that and following that stream of positivity and inquiry. To go into the other direction of dismay, of discouragement, of considering it wrong, yet another wrong, in the growing list of wrongs 
that one can begin to see life about and to see the world as. To go into the direction of gain, something is being presented here to me to further awaken me to a truer understanding of life and self. Something is being presented here in these world conditions, all these events in this world, to bring about a greater awareness of purpose, a greater awakening of the truest reason for existing and a greater opportunity for learning how to be a unified society around this. To more instantly take that stance, which puts you in front of doors that can open rather than doors that are locked. To stay with this theme of this episode, of the nakedness of self once one's job isn't there. One's engagements with daily life are in compromise or taken away. To go to this, what awareness can I gain from this? What opportunities can arise because that isn't there? Because I'm not going out the door every day to doing the same thing, being caught up in all that reality creation, what new reality am I now able to come to, to have the time for and the focus for? Using this time to agree to the nakedness, the emptiness, and the challenge. Where this leads to in this more subtle and deeper teaching is that the definition of yourself, your validity, and your purpose should never be so woven to what you do and what you've made and created that when it's taken away, you feel the lack of self, the lack of validity, and the lack of purpose. If human purpose is only about doing what one is building, what one is earning, then it is a very superficial and fragile purpose. Even if what one is building and creating in their work life and in their outer life is very beautiful, very giving and productive to others. And this isn't to discount that this is what we are also here to do, is build community and build a world. Yet the definition of self must be beyond that. It must be supported and understood as a presence of being, an inner world of being 
that is not dependent and held up on the web of what we do and what we are called or measured by our ability to work hard and earn well and buy and live in apparent safety, in apparent opulence, in apparent success is the word we would rather use. Are you a successful human being? because of what you've been able to earn and build and buy and do? Does this mean that those that have not are unsuccessful human beings? What measurements do we live by and what measurements do you live by? Are you valid to yourself because of what you do? and the monies that you earn, the projects that you stand behind, that you are a leader of, or that you are supporting. How is your validity found and measured in your life? This episode is pointing to that question. Because in this time of nakedness, in the void for many, everywhere, this is what's arising, self-measurement, self-validity, purposelessness, anxiety and depression because of feeling purposelessness, a feeling that they don't know who they are anymore and what they're here for. Why are they waking up? What are they going to do today? Where are they going to cover their next bills? Personal validity gets woven, unfortunately, with that. If I can't pay my rent, if I can't buy food for my family and myself, I am an invalid human being. I'm a failure. Circumstantial failures these pandemics create, world episodes, crises can create, is this sense of circumstantial failure, which is different than chosen failure. If you had a family to feed and there was a job you could do and you refused it, that isn't circumstantial. That's chosen. And even then, you are not a failure. No being is essentially a failure. And there is always reasons for poor choices. There is so much held and bound in the human heart and soul that has come from trauma, from almost unrecognized pain and trauma deep in their being that can lead to poor choices. So the fallback place of failure success is a very rotten grid to measure oneself by 
or any other person. These times are to show that rottenness. Find your validity, your enduring purpose, your true presence. Start to find it. Start to learn how to find it. Learn how to stand in that place of deep rightness and deep love of existence itself and beingness itself, even when one's hands are tied and there's nowhere to go. Even if the belly's hungry, Because what are we if we are not spiritual beings first and physical beings temporarily? What are we if we are not this highly intelligent spiritual being? We are this highly intelligent spiritual being with tremendous capacity for consciousness that are fusing with a lifetime, with a, a form, a physical form, an animal-based physical form, temporarily, life after life. We walk this world for growth, for the ability to learn, to deeply embed and root consciousness to create structures, create lives of consciousness. We are here to learn that. So these times are where we can truly learn. We can't learn to embed the truth of consciousness of our spiritual nature if we stay suspended in these very fragile measurements of success and failure through the work that we do, the money that we earn, the habits and patterns that we uphold. These surficial identity structures that are based on outer doing and outer seeing and being seen. This is what holds unconsciousness ever present in human evolution, is just living to fit in, living to be part of the world in a way that is safe and comfortable and truly filled with the pleasure of such, without paying any mind or any effort to who are we really? What do we die with? What are we born with? What are we born with into this infant body that isn't able even to stand? And what do we die with when we're in a nursing home being fed? Are we only what we were, are when we were actively doing in our structured life of being capable? Who are we in the beginning? Who are we in the end? Who are we when in the middle of our life everything gets taken away? This is what we 
must live with in our inquiries and in our practices. This is what we must thread into our structured doingness. It's time for that continual building and sourcing of our spiritual true nature. I am a success simply because I exist. I am already a beautiful, valid being. This baby that's being born is already a beautiful, valid being. Here to continue to learn how to realize that and to shape that and live it and shine it through their eyes and through everything they do and be. That's what this baby is here to do. And in the dying time, it is melting back into that grace of presence, that rest of doing and building and learning. To rest into the presence of soul itself, the great repository of all lives and of all being. To treasure these lifetimes where we build and build and structure and create and draw and paint and sing and use our fingers to play the harp, use our fingers to hammer the nails. But what are we building if we are not building the voice? of truth, the presence of beauty, the look of it, the evidence of it. Like the beautiful mandalic sand paintings of the Tibetan that take days and days of dyed and colored sands shaped into intricate features. A thing of art, a thing of sacredness. And yet, what do they do with that sand mandala when it's completed? But ceremonially sweep it away. Look at the wisdom of that Tibetan path that does that, that spends that much time expressing the artistic structure of the human spirit in the mandala symbolics, sand painting, and then ceremonially sweeps it away with that message of the infinity, the enduring nature of beauty itself beyond its creation, beyond its sand and its molecular formed physical presence. The message of that swept away sand painting is that when you die, you're still there. The beauty isn't gone. The intricate creation of beauty isn't gone. The message of that swept away sand painting is even when your work is paused or over, you are still that creator. And you are still 
that amazing human being that created it. And even though it's gone and non-functional and the doors are closed and you're not earning the money from it, it's still there because you made it. You shaped it. You ideated it. You took it forward through every step of the way. You went to the university. You learned the, the courses. You got the degrees. You created the ashrams. You created the studios. You created the work. You created the restaurants with the beautiful food and the ambience and the atmosphere that brought joy. You created all that. And even if it's gone, the Creator is still there. And all that you made is still there in your spirit, in your heart, in the sweetness of what you gave into this human being. This time is a time for finding that ongoing, enduring, and true being that you are, that doesn't need its interactions to be valid and to be in love with itself. It doesn't need all its structures to feel like a success, to have the validity and the sense of rightness to even live when you wake up in the morning. When you wake up in the morning, just breathe. Breathe into the center of your heart and know, I am here. I am this. I am this being that lives and lives and lives beyond births and deaths, beyond creations and work, beyond relationships that come and go. I am this that I am. This humanity has had a very beautiful spiritual past and is moving again towards a very spiritual future, which means a very spiritual identity of truth. These crises in the world are shepherds pushing us all to the spiritual future, the true identity, the true beingness of who we are. There is no loss. In the end, there is no loss. In all these events, all these difficult times, they are the fires purifying, refining, bringing out the diamond within us the brilliance, the facetedness, the truth in us. The black man that has been killed, look what it's doing. Look at that fire of refinement raging over the world for truth. Look at the understanding and the 
cooperation, the compassion, the kindness, the reaching for health for all that comes from this pandemic. People trying to understand what true immunity is and trying to learn how to create true health. Learning how to protect each other as much as themselves. If that alone, one of the greatest fruits of this time. Communities trying to protect each other. Communities holding an awareness of everyone, not just the individuals, but everyone, thinking of everyone. The messages of love, of kindness, the sense of unity that is arising in the world because of this silly little virus, the tiniest thing that one cannot even see. If that tiny virus can spark so much awareness of world unification, yet one more man's death at the hands of the policeman can create that much awareness. See the beauty of this time, the power of this time. See all these events as bringing into a deeper truth the presence, the true reality of what this human spirit is, this human beingness is. Be naked, willingly, even when your clothes are given back and your job is there again. Be naked, willingly, a little bit, all the time. Be comfortable being naked. Being down to the pure essence of your breath and your I amness and your self validation in your very heart. I have purpose to exist simply because I am. I am this ongoing spiritual entity. I already had validity when I was born and I will have it when I die. I will have it no matter what anyone says. I will have it no matter what I am doing or not doing. Be naked, willingly. Let the self, the true self in its beautiful light arise in these times of emptiness and challenge. And see challenge, tragedies, difficulties, as opportunities to be even more naked and more powerful in that purity, that pure stream of being. Finally, this human evolution has evolved this way through the storms, through the dark ages, through all the events of crisis and challenge. That's what this world is made of and presents. This is 
what evolution takes. And to not be caught in the grinding rock, crushed by all of that. Choose it. Choose to meet it. Choose to survive it by being in the eternal self, in your actual human awareness. Be in that gracious place of the eternal self, that it lives beyond what you do, what you earn, what you make, how others see you. And choose to meet life as that, with that positive stance of meeting everything as the ongoing wheel of evolution, beating, turning, carrying us all into a existence that is highly sustainable, highly enduring, that is made of this consciousness of place, of true beingness, that needs very little, doesn't actually need to do very much, doesn't need to spend endless efforts at validation and safety, endless efforts against fear and being rejected and denied, Ex endless efforts at self-measurement and judgment, self-loathings, self-questionings. As the human being evolves into this most natural self-love and self-realization, I exist as part of the whole. I exist as the most exquisite presence that sits in all creation. That is who I am. I am a fragment of God itself. I am a drop of eternal truth within my very being. This is who I am. This is who all beings are. Every tree being is. Every little animal is part of this whole presence, this living fabric of eternal beauty. No measurement. Dropping all the measurements. Dropping all the myths of failure. Of imperfection. Dropping all the beliefs in being rejected or less than that may have come from someone else towards you. All are an equal part of this creation, this mysterious living fabric of creation that is based in the very roots of love, of indefinable, unworded light. So hum. Soham, I am all of that. Sanskrit, 
Hamsa is the word for the swan. And the swan is the symbol of the soul in continual migration, continual life. I myself am the swan. 